Welcome to Hall Talk. Life is filled with unexpected moments. Thank you for joining Jared Hall, a specialist in being a generalist, as he shares biblical insights and leadership lessons while curating stories. And now your host, Jared Hall. Hello to you. Welcome to Hall Talk. I'm your host, Jared Hall. Welcome to Episode 5. Episode 5 happens to land on a fifth Tuesday of the month. Now, if you're brand new or you've been tracking with us, the format for Hall Talk is that on the first Tuesday of the month, we're going to take a look at Messianic prophecy. We're going to have a devotion on passages that relate to who the Messiah is going to be and what the Messiah is going to do, looking through the lens of the Old Testament or the Hebrew Bible. On the second week, the second Tuesday, we're going to take a look at Bible Q&A. When people read through the Bible, they naturally have questions about it. And so we're going to try to take time to really dig deep and address those questions as thoroughly as possible. Week three is about leadership. And really all of us are leaders in some capacity, in some setting, in, in some way. And so we all have to wrestle with how to be the best leader possible. And then week four is our time of curating stories. So they're discussions, conversations with people and and hearing the stories that they have to tell. Well, week five, and I wasn't planning on starting with a month with five Tuesdays, but it just so happened that that's where we're at. So the fifth Tuesday is going to be an a la carte kind of chef pick special. Whatever's in the hopper is what we're going to look at. And so with no further ado, let's go ahead and get started with our episode five, our first fifth week chef special on Hall Talk. Right now, in our world, there is a lot of discourse. It doesn't take very long of watching anything on TV, news related, scrolling through Facebook, social media to see that there's a lot of discord taking place. One of the things that I've been committed to is trying to have these conversations not in public forums on Facebook. I think it's a little too easy to just hit post and, and feel a sense of gratification like we've contributed something it's been important for me to not do that despite how much I would like to instead I've been trying to have conversations with people one-on-one people who think differently than me people who believe differently than me and then people who think the same as me and see how we can be sharpened in these relationships and through these conversations one-on-one on the phone uh, it's starting to be possible to do some of these conversations in person And so I wanted to share with you something that I've been sharing with them as I've been reflecting on this is my soul has been really troubled by the way that people have been treating others. I was reminded of a phrase that you're probably familiar with. Um, It's this, it's the golden rule, the golden rule. And I didn't grow up in the church, but I grew up knowing the golden rule. I didn't know where it came from, I just was familiar with it. It was part of the cultural conversation of the 20th century. It was the expectation of the code of conduct, the rule of behavior. So what is the golden rule? Well, in Matthew 7, 12, Jesus instructs us to treat others the way we want to be treated, to treat others the way that we want to be treated. It's very simple and perhaps it's because of the familiarity of it that we think it's so simple but at the same time there's a complexity to it that pushes us further in our relationships with others 
than, than we naturally want to go to. In our natural tendency, we want to treat people based on our own understanding of justice, not necessarily in accordance with the way that we want to be treated. And what I found, though, is is that even though I didn't do this perfectly as a kid, and I certainly don't do it perfectly as an adult, it, it did push me to treat people better than I would normally want to treat them. That in my relationships, whether it's with somebody very, very close to me or somebody who's a complete stranger, it gives me a framework. It gives me kind of rules to this game of life of how to play and how to play fair. You know, so for example, if I'm in a grocery store and I have a cart full of groceries and I see somebody with two items, every single time I want them to go ahead of me. If we both come up to them, hey, even if you're behind me, even if you get here second, I want you to go ahead of me. And this is how I know that that's what I want to do is because if I was the person with two items, and there was a person with a cartload of groceries, I would like for them to let me go first. And so it gives me a frame of reference. In my relationship to my wife, if I get up and I'm tired because I was up with the kids in the middle of the night, I would love for a cup of coffee ready for me in the morning, not to have to make it. And in our relationship, right now, I get up with two of our kids. My wife gets up with the youngest one. And so I know that when she gets up in the morning, she may have been up once or twice in the night. And what I can do is I can have a cup of coffee ready for her. Doesn't mean that instinctively, I want to have a cup of coffee ready for her every morning. But the golden rule coming to bear in my life is this, that I'm going to treat her the way that I would want to be treated. Now, there's this shift that's occurred in our culture, and I think it relates to matters that are uh, all of the hot-button topics, politically speaking, media-wise, what legislation is going on in the Supreme Court. And I think the expectation has become that we can no longer treat others the way that we want to be treated. Instead, the expectation is is that we have to treat others the way that they want to be treated. Now, it's it seems subtle, perhaps, but think about it for a moment. The reason why I can treat others the way that I want to be treated, although imperfectly, is that I know how I want to be treated. And so in relationship with somebody else, if I know that what they're doing is treating me the way that they want to be treated, then that allows for trust, that allows for mercy, that allows for forgiveness, because I know that's what we're both doing, and I know we can't do it perfectly, and so we're just, we're making progress, and it's hard, and you have to say, I'm sorry, and you, but you accept the apology too, because again, you're treating others the way that you want to be treated. Now, with this subtle shift... What in my conversations with my friends I've been referring to as a new golden rule, it's this. Treating others the way that they want to be treated only allows for failure. 
It only allows for failure. It is impossible for me to always treat others the way that they want to be treated. That is a bar that I'll miss every single time, whether with people very close to me or with strangers. Every single time, all I can do is fail. Now, think about it like this, if I make an analogy to to a basketball game. In the game of basketball, the way that somebody makes progress, advances towards the goal of winning, is that they're able to score points. But imagine that you're playing a game of basketball, and you put a ball through the hoop, and no points go on the board. Well, the question would be, well, how do I advance towards the goal? How do I win? And the answer is, you can't. You can play, but you can't make progress. And so in relationship, if what we're saying is the goal of our culture right now towards equality and towards this uh, harmonious union, and we're trying to put everything um, that's wrong and make it right, I think for most of us, we go, yeah, I want unity. I want to move towards that. But if the rules to the game is the expectation that we treat others the way that we want to be treated, then all we can do is fail. We can't actually make any progress there. Now, what we know is that in our cultural Christian Judeo values, upholding something like the golden rule of treat others the way that I want to be treated, what we know is it's slow because we don't do it perfectly. We don't do it perfectly. It's slow. But there's progress to be made. And right now, we're saying we want to move fast and we got to get there now. But yet we're also changing the rules of the game. What it's actually going to do is cause us to stall out completely. There will be no more progress. Now, for a lot of us, it's easy to think that we are playing by the golden rule. That we're treating others the way that we want to be treated. But the more and more I've thought about this, the more and more I realize that I have the temptation to want to expect others to treat me the way that I want to be treated. My expectation is oftentimes skewed too. And so this is something that I think each and every one of us should really wrestle with today in our relationships. That we ought to be willing for others to treat us the way that they want to be treated and we too ought to be striving to treat others the way that we want to be treated and when we're faced with the temptation to hold people hold people against an expectation that's unrealistic that's unmeetable to treat me the way that I want to be treated we need to let go of that if you have people in your sphere of influence that represent this new golden rule Treat others the way that they want to be treated. Have a conversation with them. It's important right now. It's important. Really, really important. That we don't try to be crusaders on social media. It's important that we do this in relationship. One relationship at a time. I was speaking with my mentor, uh, who discipled me in the faith originally. His name's Leo. And we were on Zoom 
for a couple hours. And one of the things that he said that really stuck with me is that there's no way to make progress except for one relationship at a time. That's the only way we move forward. There's no way to institute a law. There's no post. There's no video. There's no news segment. There's nothing of that kind is going to solve the dilemma that we're in. The only thing that does is one relationship at a time. One healed relationship, one functional relationship, one relationship where the rules of the game are this. Treat others the way that you want to be treated. And so I just hope that as I share a little bit of what I've been reflecting on, that would be an encouragement to you, that perhaps it would challenge you, perhaps it would give you a little bit of perspective as to what exactly we're going through. But what we cannot do is simply write off people who think differently than us. We have to move towards people and we have to have conversations. That's the way forward, one relationship at a time. But don't buy into this lie that the way forward, that the rule of the game ought to be this, treat me the way that I want to be treated, only leads to failure. Thank you for listening to episode five of Hall Talk. I'm your host, Jared Hall. As always, if this is helpful to you or a blessing, we would greatly appreciate if you would hit like, subscribe, comment, share. And real quick, want to celebrate. We've hit 200 download mark and we are going. Thank you so much for helping uh, make that possible. I'm excited to see what's ahead. Until next time, have a great day. Thank you for listening to Hall Talk. Share your voice by leaving a comment or asking a question. Join the team by hitting like, subscribing, and sharing with others. As always, join us next time for more insights and conversations on Hall Talk.